0: Hello, and welcome to Nurse Narrative, the Auburn University School of Nursing podcast, where we invite you to join our story. In this episode, our hosts interview Dr. Carolise Hunt, our Associate Dean for Academic Affairs.
1: Hi, and thank you so much for joining us. This is Kelly, and I'm joined by Megan. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, and we are going to start our celebration of National Diabetes Awareness Month. That's what November is. And so um, as part of that celebration, we have invited Dr. Carolise Hunt, our associate dean, to join us today.
0: Um, so Megan, why don't you tell us a little bit about her? Okay. Well, Dr. Hunt is an associate professor and associate dean of academic affairs at Auburn University School of Nursing. She teaches graduate level nursing courses and medical surgical nursing and evidence based practice at the undergraduate level. She holds a joint faculty appointment in the Department of Health Outcomes Research and Policy in the Harrison School of Pharmacy at Auburn University. Dr. Hunt completed a bachelor's in nursing at Auburn university master's in nursing at Troy state university and PhD in nursing at the university of Alabama at Birmingham. Prior to entering academia, she practiced as a registered nurse in a variety of settings. Dr. Hunt's program of research is focused on self-management behaviors of people living with type two diabetes mellitus.
1: All right. That's wonderful. Um, and for those of you who are listening, who are interested in learning a little bit more about self-management of diabetes or just diabetes in general, um, I'd love to refer you to a good resource that I have found. Um, that's the American Diabetes Association, and you can find them at www.diabetes.org. Um, they talk a lot about different risk factors for diabetes. Um, they have a risk test that you can take online for free. It's really neat. Um, um, they have an online support group if you are diagnosed with diabetes or pre-diabetes. Um, they also talk about just different fitness ideas. They actually have... Uh, Personalized new pr- nutrition plans as well, which is really, really unique and interesting. And they have just different tips for moving forward after you have been diagnosed um, there. Uh, they also have some help for schools. So um, those of you who might be teachers teaching in an elementary setting or or older setting um and taking care of patients or, or kids with diabetes, maybe more type one in that setting, um, they have ideas for you as well on how to um, take care of them in the school setting. So lots of good resources over at www.diabetes.org um, for those of you who are interested. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into our conversation with Dr. Hunt. Thank you so much, Dr. Hunt, for being here today. Um, How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you for having me. We are so excited to be able to be with you. Thank you for agreeing to be part of this podcast. So um, without further ado, we'll start with our questions. The first one that I have for you is, what made you pursue a career in nursing education?
2: Well, I'll start by saying, Everything in nursing interested me. When I got out of nursing school, I really didn't have a certain trajectory.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If it was an aspect of nursing, I'm like, oh, that sounds like something that would be fun to do. <laughs> yeah, I started in med-surg, mm-hmm. which is not always the popular choice for our students, mm-hmm. but it's a great starting place. Mm-hmm. You see such a variety of patient populations, get great experience. Being on a med surge unit, we had so many students on our unit, and we know that because we send Mm -hmm. our students to all these med Mm surge units now. Mm -hmm. And I was working with student nurses a good bit. I also oriented new nurses all the time Mm -hmm. and really enjoyed working with student nurses as well as new nurses. And one day on the unit, one of the instructors from – one of the colleges said, Hey, have you ever thought about teaching? Hmm. I thought, No, I have never <laughs> thought about teaching. But it sparked my interest. And it wasn't very long after that that I began my first
1: teaching position. And hmm. that put me on the path that has gotten me here. Yeah. It is so interesting when you have the ability to um, work with students, it's such a um, unique challenge, but also, Quite an honor and a privilege, I think. So it is. um, Well, I'm glad you entered into nursing education. (laughs) I am too. Um, So, not all of our listeners will know that as a faculty member, you have the opportunity to engage in teaching, community outreach, and research. So we've talked a little bit about your teaching. Um, let's discuss your community outreach and research, which have focused mainly on diabetes management. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you see in the commuting, community or the hospital setting that made you decide to focus on diabetes management? My interest in diabetes management
2: is very closely aligned with my love for nursing education, mm-hmm. People living with diabetes have a lot of educational needs. Mm-hmm. It's a daily struggle to manage diabetes. Every day is different. Illness brings new challenges. Vacation brings new challenges. Mm-hmm. Eating out brings new challenges. Mm-hmm. So that's really what got me interested in that population. I liked working with them, teaching them ways to manage Their diabetes. So it was a population that I worked with a lot on med surge units, everything from people who were newly diagnosed to people who maybe had not managed their diabetes very well and they were dealing with complications. Mm -hmm. And it, it was just interesting for me and mm-hmm. i really feel like i was making an impact being able to support them and provide them education to help them manage mm-hmm. their diabetes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're newly diagnosed or if you're someone who has been living with diabetes for a while, you still need education, you still mm-hmm. need ongoing support for that. We see patients in the hospital um usually because they're not adequately managing their diabetes. Mm-hmm. And you have to really dive into that. Why are they not managing their diabetes? Yeah. Oftentimes it's not because they don't want to manage their diabetes. Absolutely. It may be because they don't know how to manage their diabetes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or perhaps even they don't have the resources yeah. they need to manage their diabetes. So now being able to... To go out into the community where you really interact with people in their own environment, you can see the challenges Mm -hmm. that they're facing in their home environment, in their community, Mm -hmm. with managing their diabetes and really be
1: able to make an impact in that area. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You bring up a really great point. We never know the reason why people are having an exacerbation of something right mm-hmm. so if they're having trouble managing their diabetes there we don't know the reason we don't know what they go home to we see right. them you know mainly in the hospital setting mm-hmm. um and there are so many factors that play into that but like, you, know, you know you've touched on a lot of them so um I love that you bring that up. We as nurses never know the reason that someone is sitting in front of us in a hospital bed, and we always need to keep that in mind. We Mm -hmm. don't know the full picture. We don't know the story. Um, And so coming at them with um, that mentality is so important in our nursing care. So I love that you brought that up.
2: And I know we all try to share that
1: with mm-hmm. our students too, yes. don't
2: walk in and make a judgment about yes. right why someone is where they are absolutely Just, i'll use a kelly strickland time meet them where they are <laughs> that's right and find yeah. out really what's going on yeah. and, and how you can
1: intervene yeah. to help mm-hmm. them yeah. where they are yeah, absolutely
0: yeah i'm curious when you um were on the med search floor and working with this patient population were you at that time already thinking, I want to be able to do more. I want to, or was that, you know, your interest in, in being a part of di- diabetes management in a more broad way, other than just that nurse at the bedside, which is so critical and important. And mm-hmm. we're so thankful for those nurses at the bedside. But was that already something that was kind of stirring inside of you? Or did that interest really come once you entered academia and were trying to think or? That may I, not be a fair question, but no, I'm just curious if how that presented itself
2: to yeah, you and I think probably it came more as I got as I got involved in academia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I'm working at the bedside with patients, I, I'm very focused on those patients mm-hmm. that are that are there at the bedside. But yeah. as I got into academia and you're Teaching students how to care for that patient population, Mm -hmm. and then we are outside of the four walls of a hospital, Mm -hmm. and you see things from a different perspective. That's really when when I became more interested in yeah in that aspect of it. Yeah,
0: I think that's kind of just exactly what y'all are saying. It's interesting to hear you say when you get outside of the four walls of that and having a different perspective Mm -hmm. because that perspective you just said the kelly strickland of meet them where they are Mm -hmm. you know when you're in the hospital um being able to see the patient from all aspects Mm -hmm. and what they're going home to and um so i'm sure going outside of those four walls looking at it from a different viewpoint like you said of teaching our students all of that brings a really interesting perspective allows you to have that step back and Mm -hmm. see it from a, a larger viewpoint so um that's neat. I was just curious for our students who are getting ready to graduate and thinking about where they're going and what they're going to be seeing. And um, and I know I've heard faculty talk to them about, you know, you have such an ability to make an impact, you know, in that day to day, the patient you're interacting with, but you're going to see things. And when you see them, what can you do about them? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And this is an example of that, you know, that you took something that you saw and and realized as a as a young nurse on a med surge floor, to okay, now that I'm taking this change in career path, how can I still make a difference at the bedside? Mm-hmm. I may mm-hmm. not be the one standing there, but what can I do to impact those yes. patients? So yes. that's neat.
1: Yeah, that's great. So how? Um, How do you think Auburn University School of Nursing specifically is striving to positively impact the lives of people in our own community living with diabetes?
2: One thing that Megan just mentioned is teaching our students to take care of those patients. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: We don't always get to be the ones delivering the care now. Mm -hmm. And I will say that I do miss that. Yeah, absolutely. But thinking about you're educating students who are going out to a lot of places, and they are going to have a big impact on patients. That, that's very rewarding. So we expose our students to people living with diabetes in a lot of settings, both inpatient and outpatient, and teaching them to assess those patients. What what are their needs? What types of educational and support needs do those people living with diabetes have? One of our primary impacts is in our health promotion clinics. Mm -hmm. Our students go out to Lee and surrounding counties. They're given the opportunity to assess patients' glycemic control, their symptoms, how they're managing their diabetes. And it just enables us to reach those people that I mentioned earlier who may not have the access to care that they need to manage their diabetes. Dr. Kathy Jo Ellison and I serve on the advisory board for the Diabetes and Nutrition Center at East Alabama Medical Center. And that's a great partnership. Mm-hmm. And we have worked on projects together mm-hmm. to be able to affect the health of people living with diabetes in Lee and the surrounding area. Mm-hmm. We do have an exciting project kicking Mm. off in January of 2020. Dr. Morgan Yordy, Dr. Stuart Pope and I will be implementing a program called Dog on (laughs) Diabetes. So the goal of the project is to increase physical activity among people living with diabetes. Mm -hmm. The CDC recommends that people living with diabetes get at least 150 minutes of moderate physical activity each week. Mm -hmm. And that can be challenging for people. So Dog on Diabetes will use our animal-assisted therapy dogs, Daisy. Daisy Miller and Choa, who mm, bring sweet. a lot of happiness to us in the <laughs> yes, school of do. nursing, we're going to spread that happiness to people living with diabetes and encourage them to come out and walk a dog and mm-hmm. get their exercise. Oh, so awesome. we're very excited about that. That's yeah, we have an undergraduate research assistant Mm -hmm. so one of our nursing students who will be working with us on that project as well Mm -hmm. so we're looking forward to kicking kicking that off
1: so that'll start in january yes oh that's Mm -hmm. so neat Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what a great way to um to really positively impact people i mean because that brings more than just exercise i mean that that creates you know i know for me it took a very long time for me to find an exercise that i enjoyed you Mm -hmm. know i was taught when i was young that running was like the way to do it, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I hate running. Mm I mean, I I hate it. I hate it so much. And, uh, so I thought for the longest time, I hate exercise, Mm -hmm. but finding something that you love Mm -hmm. and then finding a way to do that, you know, on a daily, every other day basis that, you know, increases your heart rate and gets your blood pumping. I mean, that is wonderful, mm-hmm. whatever way you find to do it, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, for me, it's not running. I can assure you, but <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy walking my dogs, you mm-hmm. know, and, and so, um, Finding a way to, to meet people, again, meeting them mm-hmm. where they are, um, finding a way that exercise sounds good to them mm-hmm. is so much a part of that mm-hmm. as well. So, yes, congrats. That's that's an that's exciting, exciting. Yeah. venture. We're so, looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. good luck. Okay. I, I look forward to hearing more about mm-hmm. that as yeah. that mm-hmm. kind of progresses. So, Absolutely. Um, So if you were to sit down with um, a patient who's living with diabetes or someone who's even in the pre-diabetic state um, before they develop more of a severe case, uh, what are three pieces of advice you'd like to leave our listeners um, regarding diabetes management or even people who just are before the Mm pre-diabetes state um, just what would you say that they can do to prevent that progression or that disease process? Well, as you all know,
2: I primarily work with people, people who have type two Mm -hmm. diabetes, Mm -hmm. type two diabetes can be prevented. It can be delayed if people have already been diagnosed with it. So it, it just takes some attention to your, to your lifestyle habits. Mm -hmm. Um, Many, many people in the United States have diabetes. Approximately 30.3 million people live with diabetes. There's another 84 million who have prediabetes. So Mm. the numbers are staggering. Mm -hmm. 95% of those cases are type 2 diabetes.
1: Wow. I didn't realize it was 95%. Yes.
2: Yes. Wow. That's staggering, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. The key to prevention or the key to delaying type 2 diabetes is eating healthy, mm-hmm. being physically active, and maintaining a healthy weight. Mm. Three things. Sounds very simple, mm-hmm. not so simple when you yeah. when you're trying to implement that on a daily basis, mm-hmm. but it really does just require some lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. And people don't have to start big. Mm-hmm. They can start with small things, you know. You don't you're not going to go from not exercising at all to 150 minutes every right. week. Mm-hmm. Gradually work up to that. The those small changes mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. add up to big changes really. in the end. So you know, healthy eating, mm-hmm. managing your portion sizes. You mm-hmm. know what our plates look like in the United mm-hmm. States. We put way too much food on our plates. So yeah. just... Managing those portion sizes, not going back for seconds, not having those in between, meal, snacks, mm-hmm. making healthy choices when mm-hmm. you when you're selecting mm-hmm. foods, more fruits and vegetables and protein and less of the heavy carb foods, mm-hmm. lots of water, avoiding those sugary sweet beverages, all that sweet tea that we like in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, Increasing physical activity, of course, the goal is 30 minutes, at least five days a week. But as I said, start small. Mm-hmm. Um, find something, like you mentioned, that you enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if if it's easier with a friend, find a friend. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what we're hoping to do with Dog on Diabetes. We're going to mm-hmm. have other people exercising. We'll have dogs, and hopefully that will be a, a good motivator. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, if you can manage your eating increase your physical activity, those things are going to contribute to managing a healthy weight. Mm-hmm. Those are the
1: three keys to mm-hmm. preventing and delaying yeah. type 2 diabetes. Yeah. I like what you said too about the portion size because you know eating healthy is expensive. It's not easy to have. Not everyone has you know that access to healthier foods. Mm-hmm. And so even just starting with with portion size, you know mm-hmm. that's something that everyone can do. Um, and getting that physical exercise, not everyone lives in a place where that's as possible, but it is possible when you think creatively. Mm-hmm. And so, um, these are very. Doable things mm-hmm. for for anyone who's interested in preventing this disease process. So I really like that yes. that point that you made.
0: Yeah, and those small wins, like you said, are so important. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to okay today, I did exercise for ten minutes. That's mm-hmm. great. That's yes. a win. Yes, and yes. just kind of seeing that you can do it, and mm-hmm. then building up. Absolutely. Um, those are very practical tips. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about your doggone diabetes. I think that's neat on a lot of aspects that you've already touched on, but especially that social mm-hmm. aspect, mm-hmm. Um, having the community meet each other and you know maybe meeting someone else who's having the same challenges and sharing mm-hmm. tips for, hey, how are you doing this? Do you have any tips for portion control, or mm-hmm. uh, how are you purchasing these healthier foods those kinds of things so i think that's going to be a neat project to see move forward yes yeah. because
1: that support piece is it's essential yeah. yes mm-hmm. that accountability is mm-hmm. just when you know you're answering to someone else or you mm-hmm. someone else is expecting you to be there mm-hmm. you know yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. it keeps you accountable to yourself yes. too. Yeah. so yes that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah. congrats that's exciting Great. all right Well, thank you so, so much for being here. We appreciate you you. taking your time to uh, visit with us
0: today. Um, You got anything else, Megan? No. Thank you for being here and for educating us a little bit about diabetes Mm -hmm. management and prevention. Thank you. All right. To
1: the listeners, thank you guys so much for stopping by and uh, take good care.